This episode of the Old Green Plane Podcast is brought to you by Silverhawk Aviation. Since 1991, Silverhawk Aviation, located right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, has brought customers the absolute best experience for charter flyers all over the Midwest. From a full lineup of Cessna Citation Jets to King Air Turboprops, Silverhawk Aviation gives you the freedom to fly where you want, when you want. Travel in total privacy while you avoid the inconvenience of long drives and long, long lines, especially during the holiday season. Great way to get to where you want to go, to go see grandma, to go see your uncle, to go see your friends, go see family, go see your kiddos. It's a great way. Silverhawk Aviation. But not only are they really great at getting to grandma's faster and having a best-in-class charter experience, they're also a trusted services provider for all you pilots out there. From quick turnarounds for those who want to get in, fuel up, and get out, to FAA certified maintenance and the best-in-class avionics upgrades, repairs, and maintenance. Silverhawk Aviation has something for all you aviation fans out there. Check out SilverhawkAviation.com. Again, that's SilverhawkAviation.com. Our episode is also brought to you by the Nebraska State College System, serving over 9,000 students throughout three geographically diverse institutions, Shadron State, Peru State, where I went and played baseball, and Wayne State, which all offer collectively more than 200 degrees, certificates, and pre-professional programs that are accessible on campus, online, and in several great locations from around the state, like Peru, Nebraska. With more than 270 credentialed faculty members and 50,000 successful graduates, the Nebraska State College System provides significant intellectual capital that contributes to the future strength of our great state and beyond. If you or someone you know, maybe on your way to grandma's, are interested in learning which great institution is better for you, or if you just want to see the way these colleges are making an impact, go to www.nscs.edu. Again, www.nscs.edu. And tell them Old Green Plain podcast sent you. Craig. I, you can, you can't do that. I mean, I don't know. That probably won't carry much weight, <laughs> but nevertheless, check them out. It's great. Okay. This episode of the Old Green Plane podcast, I am excited. Uh, this is a, a big name for us. Um, great. We've had a lot of great names on our podcast. We'll have more to come, um, but we always love having individuals who uh, are making an impact uh, statewide. We love having anybody on that is doing anything uh, on any scale. Um, but when you talk with someone who's interacting with uh, business leaders throughout the entire state, um, at that scale, it's impressive. Also, when you get into this person's background, um, there's just a lot, and we love talking with them. It's Tony Goins. Uh, Tony is the Director of Economic Development at the Nebraska Department of Economic Development um, right here in Nebraska. Uh, prior to that, he was the CEO at Cabela's, which then I think became Chase Bank. Don't quote me on that. But he's worked in leadership role, roles at uh, real, very large companies uh, like QVC, uh, American Express, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, he's also served as a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. Um, he's also a partner and CEO at Capital Cigar uh, Club Lounge right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is just a beautiful facility. Um, and he's done a lot also. He just got done hiking Mount Kilimanjaro, which was last year-ish, uh, for the Water Boys, which is Chris Long Foundation, who was a... Uh, alignment for the St. Louis Rams, uh, other teams as well. Uh, him and Brad Pitt's brother teamed up together, and Tony came along with him to um, raise m uh, money for uh, children in Africa, for <laughs> well, people in Africa, uh, for raising uh, money to build wells. 
um, the most basic of life's necessities. So um, what do we talk about? Well, we talk about a, a little bit of what I just mentioned, a little bit of that. We talk about what's going on in our state, um, what really, what role and what function does economic development serve uh, for maybe you as a business owner? Uh, maybe you're a business owner in a different state and you're not even aware that maybe your state uh, has these types of services or opportunities to help you. But Tony's experience, not only as a leader at senior leadership roles at the largest companies in our country, uh, but he's also now passing along that experience and knowledge. And so Colin and I got a chance to sit down with him um, and talk about that and talk about his hiking, talk about his background. We talk about his influences, talk about his attention to detail. If anybody knows Tony, um, this is uh, always just impeccably dressed, uh, but that's not the point. Like it's detail. And we talk about detail. Uh, we talk about his, uh, a lot of just different stuff that Tony has passion for. And uh, he was also going to be a guest on Old Green Plane podcast and Old Green Plane the show. So we talk about maybe a little bit of fear. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he's been in the Marines. I don't know if they can officially say they get scared. But Tony, I think, is uh, someone who's willing to admit uh, when he's up against something. Maybe he's not so sure of. But no, he's always up for the challenge. And he was up for the challenge a couple of days ago when he sat down with Colin and I for Old Green Plane Podcast. So I'm going to let us get to it. Uh, this is a good one. You're going to enjoy it. The next episode here. Tony Goins, Old Green Plane Podcast. Um, so I wanted to get into it because, uh, you know, you and your current position as director, you know, of the economic work, is it economic workforce development? How, what is the official title? Director of economic development. Okay. So I imagine you're going, you're going to places all over the, the great state of Nebraska now. You're I meet, am. You're meeting with so many individuals who are at the stage of starting a business or getting ready to, or thinking about it typically. Is that all of the above? All of, all the, of above. the above. Uh, uh, most of my travels across uh, the state I, i've been on what i've called the listen learn and share tour yeah because the majority of my experience here in the state of nebraska had been lincoln omaha and sydney yeah and so when i think about the vision of grow nebraska i can't really speak effectively to that vision until i start to travel around the smaller communities in the state and spend time with those business leaders and those community leaders yeah, and when you when you and so what I'm interested in because I mean we'll get into your past and your background and sure. and and we'll do the intro on the lead up to this episode so the listeners will have known exactly a little bit about who Tony Goins is but we're live right oh we're we're going when okay. you when you get when when you're sitting there meeting with a, a new you know that's a that's a scary place to be Colin and I have felt that fear of like oh my goodness we're starting a new business sure how much do you sometimes want to just help them pull them through and get them right to the moment where they're successful. Or for you, are you just like, hey, I'm going to give you the tools and the services you need to help grow? And how do you fight that wanting to help them pull them through to success? You, you know, Craig, I, I, I can't say that 
I have the feeling of wanting to pull them through to success. What I can say is that for me, it's about listening and really understanding their opportunities and then maybe sharing with them uh, some things that I may be able to do or my, that my team may be able to do to help close the gaps on some of their opportunities. But it's never a mindset of, oh, I can help fix this. Mm, that, yeah. that never crosses my, my, yeah. my, my mind personally. That was never really your, your way you led anyways, no. I imagine. I mean, we talk, yeah, we've talked before in the past about your leadership style. And it's Correct. A, it's, a, it's one that's very collaborative in that kind very of regard. Very much so. Yeah. I, so think, I think that's the best way. How have you enjoyed the role? And tell me, like, what's the mission? I mean, you, you, know, you served for us in yes. the Marines. Uh, so when you talk about mission... You know, what does that mean for you? What's your mission and what's the overall mission of the, the department in general? Well, the, the vision for the state uh, of Nebraska is to grow Nebraska. And when we say grow Nebraska, we mean grow the entire state. We mean provide opportunities for all citizens across the state and create those opportunities so that everyone has a better quality of life. And our mission is to create opportunity through more effective, and more efficient and more customer focused state government. That means the state government is here to serve the citizens of the community. Yeah. And that's so that, everything that we do has to be aligned to that vision and that mission. Yeah. And for you, uh, when you talk about executing on that, for you, because leading a team, you have much experience in. Right. <laughs> There's no shortage of experience there. But now when you talk about leading a team to help others lead, that's a that's a unique, unique to me. It's a dynamic environment. So how going from Cabela's, going from Lincoln Industries, starting mm -hmm. Capital Capital Cigar Company here in Lincoln, now transitioning into leadership uh, on behalf of your state. Sure. How, how has the transition been as it relates to this mission and making it happen? Is it? More difficult than you would assume, or well, is it a process you know, like anything? You or? know, Craig. For me, leadership is leadership. Yeah, it's so, natural. I mean, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not really a transition from a leadership perspective. I mean, leadership is about inspiring and motivating people, managing processes, controls, budgets, uh, leveraging technology to allow you to scale. Mm -hmm. I mean, the product is just different, but at the end of the day, it's the way you go to market. So to answer your question, there's been no real adjustment from that perspective. My adjustment has been more so around trying to understand the legislative system and how those inputs kind of impact outcomes. Mm -hmm. And is that that's the adjustment? Is that one of the things, uh, you know, as you move forward in your role? I have to imagine that you took this role or were chosen for this role because of your entrepreneurial background. I mean, there's not one piece of you that isn't entrepreneurial. And so bringing that experience to this role, is that kind of uh, seen as, as, as uh, you know, come to the light, so to speak? Or yeah. tell me about that. You know, um, Colin, that's a good question. I think I was chosen more for this, this role. I think the entrepreneurial background had some to do with it, but I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at my track record, it's been more through leadership and growing in corporate America. I've got, you know, basically one entrepreneurial venture and I'm working like crazy to try to make yeah. sure that it grows and that uh, the value proposition around the Capital Cigar Lounge is, is recognized here in the community. But I do have a fairly strong track record of working for some of the largest brands on the planet and, and showing some success in that area through, through influence and through leadership. 
Well, a lot of that, but a lot of your success has come because it, you and I have been friends for quite a while now. We have, absolutely. And the thing that always draws me to you is not only your positivity, but the way you live everything with, you know, mission, vision, and values. Sure. And so when you bring that type of leadership, uh, you and I spoke one time about you entertained uh, an executive or didn't entertain, but you, you had an executive visiting you and you rolled out the red carpet. It was all about that experience. Absolutely. And I have to believe real that, red carpet, right? That's With, right. <laughs> you had the ropes and everything, the ropes right? and everything. That's right. I mean, this guy showed up and had to think he was going to a movie premiere. He did. Uh, and, <laughs> that and, was, that and, was intentional. And that's kind of what you're bringing to our state. Let's roll out the red Let's carpet. Roll out the Let's red give carpet. everybody the experience and the opportunities to succeed whatever their venture is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Colin. I mean, I think here in the state, I think everyone has to have a grow mentality. You know, we got 1.92 million people. Somebody asked me the other day, you have a marketing department? I said, yeah. I said, how many people you got? 1.92 million. Mm. Ah. 1.92 yeah. million people mm. in the marketing department. Yeah. And so that being the case, like our friend Paul Jerry says, we got to bang the drum. Mm -hmm. We got to make sure that the entire globe knows that the state of Nebraska is not the flyover state. We're the fly to state. Yeah. And we're not the middle of nowhere. We're the middle of everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring up flyover state on a podcast that we literally fly over our state all the time. Yes, you do. <laughs> but we'll Green plane, baby. But we <laughs> do it right. on purpose. And I we, can't we, wait we to get in that plane. Oh, oh, man, that would have been such a fun experience. I can't wait to take So what we'll do is we'll pick another sunny day and we'll get up there. And we will. I can't wait for our listeners to... Uh, to continue the viewers, this, the, viewers, hour, the yeah, viewers. But right now, our listeners, because this well, will be out in a week or so. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. Well, I was excited because we were going to get eat at, uh, what was the name of the place? Uh, Black Cow Fat Pig, I think is oh, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Norfolk. And, that would have been a good lunch. Yeah, it would have been a good lunch, which I haven't had yet. So it's <laughs> good to remind me. Uh, I do. I, so, okay, you mentioned Capital Cigar. Which is, yes. you know, right now, you know, you're kind of, let's get into you. I want to talk to you. Sure, sure. Um, and and well, I want to get back to this too. So, but we'll, I want to make sure we get into you. And, and so Capital Cigar. Um, okay. Tell me, where, where does your love and passion for cigars, and it's not for you. You explained to me once, it's, it's not just cigars. It's, uh, the, it's like this, it's kind of this community, and it's a, it it's a real, it is. Uh, it's an experience. I mean, Colin's word is exactly right. It's an experience. Tell me, where does that passion for that come from? The cigars, the cigar is just a byproduct of what it creates. Uh -huh. it's, it's really not the headline. The headline is the cigar typically takes about an hour and a half, about maybe two hours to enjoy. So let me tell you what it does. It forces you to slow down. In this age of digital, where everybody's text messaging and tweeting, people don't know each other. They don't slow down. And so at the Capital Cigar Lounge, the mission is we create many vacations for our friends. Our values are you treat customers like friends because relationships really do matter. You create an unparalleled experience with every visit. We're professional while still having fun, and we operate for the greater good of the community. The cigar forces you to slow down. Mm -hmm. Now, what, let me tell you what happens when you slow down and have a real conversation. You actually find out you have more in common than you do apart. As soon as you find out you have more in common than you do apart, the relationship deepens, then there is some element of trust. Once there is some element of trust and a deepening of the relationship, 
then you have a real friendship like I have with you guys. Because mm. we've spent time together. Yeah. A respect, too. And, I mean, a, and a level of, and, and, and respect. Yeah. But so, so what happens is that cigar forces you to slow down. Mm-hmm. It's not like a cigarette. It's all natural. Mm-hmm. Over 200 hands touch it. There's a fermentation process. Mm. It's just like creating a fine wine. And the cigar is enhancing the experience while the conversation is being cultivated. And from that, you get innovation. You know, at the Capital Cigar Lounge, we said this is where friends enjoy friends. Right. We also say this is where business is cultivated. Yeah. We have a young professional twosies going on right now. And boy, I wish the first speaker was Jay Wilkerson. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. tore the platform up. Yeah. yeah. And then last week, we had the Paul Jarrett <laughs> from Bodo. Yeah. And you're talking about raw and really, really, really bringing home uh, his experiences around starting Bulu and everything that he did. It's just an amazing story. Yeah, December I, the 3rd, we'll follow up with our guy, the Aaron Davis. Oh, nice. And then one that I'm really excited about, and that is Jason Metcalf. Oh, yeah. Jason, yeah. I call him the king of scooters. Oh, man. <laughs> Jason hits the platform. I think a lot of folks are going to be really surprised to hear Jason Metcalf's story. You know, he's he's got a, he's a dynamic guy. He is. He's a uh, sharp guy. I can't wait. <clears throat> One of the questions I, I want to bring up to him. So he, he is new to the acreage world, mm. and he just bought some ground, and they're going to build a home. Okay. And I, and I told him, I said, man, life as you know it is going to change drastically. And, oh, I know, I know, I know. I said, no, no, no. You don't know because you're going to spend every waking moment on a lawnmower. So you better come up with a lot of good things to think about, right? Are you, are you coming to hear him on uh, the 17th of yeah, December? Man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had to miss the last two. I was out of town. Sure. I uh, can't wait to hear AD. Obviously, you know, oh, I support yeah. everything he does. He's got a great message. Sure. Uh, Metcalf is just going to tear it up. I love his story. Uh, but not only that, he brings such a an interesting dynamic to business because he never looks at things as a startup. He never, he looks at things business. He does. How do you optimize everything, all the tools you have to deliver a good product at a fair price and make people happy. He is amazing. Love it. Every entrepreneur in the city, whether you're a young professional or not, what I would say is you need to be at the Capital Cigar Lounge on Tuesday, December the 3rd and Tuesday, December the 17th because what Aaron Davis is going to bring in terms of his inspiration and his message is phenomenal. And then to your point, to have a chance to hear to hear uh, Metcalf speak, mm. Jason Metcalf. Yeah. I mean, that's, he, he will, there will be a nugget that will help any entrepreneur sitting in that room. Well, yeah. Absolutely. I, so to, for a second, too, to kind of pull your chain. Uh, sure. I think it's important to note, like, I, the thing I love about you, having you get to know you, is the details really matter. Details do matter. And you have you embody that not only with how well you're always dressed and the detail of everything a part of uh, your business that you're a part of. Uh, sure. The way, when we first met, it was through Cabela's, your time as yes. an executive with Cabela's. And we talked about the customer experience. Absolutely. And how you were crafting that through the employees, your employees' experiences, which is obviously central to Teammates. It. Yes. And so Teammates. I always love... Your talks, your your when you get into the details, because the details they they matter. Who, why, when, when, when was the moment for you when you when you made the the light bulb went on that if I'm detail oriented, it'll pay out on the on this end, or has it just been a lifelong way of learning? Or it's it's really been a lifelong way of learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I think certain people are wired certain ways. 
uh, when I look at my strength finders, I mean, my number one strength is analytical. And analytical is somewhat synonymous with details. It has to do with the way you ask questions, the lens, the way you look at mm. processes and issues. And so the, the, for me, the details will help to influence the outcome, mm -hmm. which is which is that analytical lens. Yeah, yeah. Tony, one of the first stories you told me um, was when you had just recently got out of the Marine Corps. Yes. Still want, you know, putting food on your plate and your daughter's plate. Yes. Took a job as a security guard. I did. Yeah. Now talk about details. Tell them, tell me, tell our listeners, how did details take you from being a security guard? I know the story. I want sure. you to tell the story because my son's in the military. I'm military. Yes. And you look at, talk about details, right? Tell, tell us about that. Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up and, and not for any self-serving reason. And let me say this. A lot of times it's, it's somewhat challenging to have a conversation about myself because I want to make sure that people understand that anything that I say is not for any self-glorification. Mm -hmm. It's just not. It's no. just not. Yeah. Anybody um, that gets to know you, Tony. You know, <laughs> That's but exactly I will share sense. parts of my story with the hope that something that I may say will inspire someone else. Because I'm, I'm just a little country guy from Greensboro that blessed by God's grace and good friends and, and some luck and the opportunity to serve in some in different ways. But to your question, uh, my, my dear friend and mentor, Malcolm Mitchell, would notice every day when he would come into the office that, you know, my shoes were polished. And even though I had a security guard uniform on, I wore it for me. I wore it like my Marine Corps dress blues. You know, it was cut the right way. I mean, when they gave me the uniform, the doggone thing was too big and the coat was loose <laughs> and the, the polyester pants were baggy. And so I, I went to, uh, you know, not a tailor, just I went to someone that could do some alterations and said, can you tighten this up for me a little? You know, you know how to dress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> tighten these blues up. I, I got some, uh, I made sure my shoes were polished. And so it was attention to detail, you know, the knot that you, that you tie. Um, was a part of the security guard. As a matter of fact, at least once a year, I still wear that security guard tie. I still have it from 1986. Wow. And I wear that Detail. tie at least once a year just to remind myself of where the journey started. And so Malcolm noticed uh, attention to detail specific to my personal appearance and that struck the conversation. And that conversation led to a position with American Express outside of the security uh, guard and then following Malcolm to QVC and the rest is history. Yeah, that I just love that story. That was one of the first stories, if you remember, you and I grabbed coffee and we talked about how important details are. We did. And we talked about, you know, one of the first things you learn in the military is how to fold your clothes. You now, sure who do. who thinks that it's important to fold your clothes? That's right. Well, the reality of it is the way you are, the amount of attention you give to the details of folding clothes translates to the amount of detail you are going to give to every aspect of a mission. Very true. And not only that, doesn't there's got to be an efficient reason for that. I mean, there's got to be an actual out, meaning a detail can mean oh, a, a sort of a learning opportunity. If you're detail-oriented, then down the road, you'll really see something that's important. But also, that, that was someone, that's a reason why. That was based on experience. That was yes. based on if this is folded, then in a moment's needed, you know, there's a reason why that detail is more valuable than just the fact that it's a detail. Absolutely. It actually can teach, which is why I always wonder, there's always a story behind your details. And that's where that story to me 
I mean, I, same way. We did the podcast with Amped uh, two years ago. Two over, years ago. actually. You told it's me that over story. Over two years ago. Can you yeah. believe that? Uh, time goes by fast, which yes, this gives us a good segue. Over two years ago, man. Well, I tell you, you know, one of my favorite sayings is years go by, days go by slow, years go by quickly. Now, look at that. Wow. You, know, you, you take that week, you take the week from the time we reached out to you last week, those days just tick, tick, tick. But yes. that week flew by. It did fly by. Right. You're right. Okay. Absolutely right. So I'm going to transition. I'm going to make sure we get into some fun stuff. Now, this okay. is kind of in that world. Uh, still the mindset, Tony's mindset of now, okay, I'm going to show you something here. Okay. I want you to give me feedback. We, we uh, One of my favorite, Colin and I's favorite shows that's uh, actually, it's a show called Hot Ones. And if you've ever seen it, it's a YouTube channel where, you know, they have guests on and they talk to people, but they eat progressively hotter wings, like to the oh, point where it'll burn goodness. in your mouth. So we're not going to do never that. Seen that. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. And we have some I'd like hot to have wings. Some wings. We could we we could arrange <laughs> that for you. <laughs> I know I'm dying. We need some wings, man. The, 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 problem wings. With, the, the problem with our show right now is we were supposed to fly to lunch. We were. We That's were right. grounded by weather. And That's so right. Now we're here discussing all of us on hungry bellies, <laughs> and we're we're Craig wants to sit here and talk about hot wings. Hot wings. That is my bad. I did not make the sense, but that's not what I get to. So on there, on that segment, they use, have a segment where they show uh, a social media photo to their guest. And okay. I really, really love it because what social media does, whether you, whatever reason you use it for, which I love your analogy about, you know, the time you spend having a cigar with someone at Cigar Capital or Capital Cigar Company is really about it's, it's, it's a sit down. It's a relax. But for a second now, sure, let's embrace social media. I want you to tell me what's behind one of the photos that I'm going to show you here. Now, this is from Facebook. Okay. I had to go in the way, way back machine, or it's your way, way back machine. Tell me. Understood. This is the photo of a young Mr. Goins. Oh, now, wow. uh, Where'd you find that? <laughs> you posted it. Yeah, <laughs> now, I this is so. from you. Yeah. Uh, give us the background. Explain to the listeners what they're seeing and, and, and necessarily what. Tell me more about that moment for you. Well... That's a good question. I think I think that moment uh, I I was with the Second Battalion, Fourth Marines, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. It was not long after I had been promoted to sergeant. I mean, in the Marine Corps, an E5, a sergeant, is is the epitome of the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. I mean, three stripes up, cross rifles in the center. Uh, that's anything above that is great, but hitting that sergeant and I had just picked that rank up. And this was the moment to uh, kind of pose mm -hmm. and relish in the fact that now I was a sergeant of Marines and the opportunity to really lead at a higher level and create a greater level of influence. And that's what that photo is about. You know, and so for our listeners, that, that's, that's great because I'll describe the picture. It's Mr. Goins in a freshly pressed uniform. His sword is shined. His belt is black and shiny. The belt buckle, the gig line is lined up. The hat is perfectly horizontal with the with the ground. I mean, talk about a soldier. Talk about detail. Like that, you you should uh, narrate Tony's like a biography movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, cool. see, and that's well, our He understands it because he was in the college. Yeah, no, he was, right. he was in the Navy. Yeah. But the so other he knows the other thing is. Work. That was one of the other questions I want to ask is, can I just follow around and narrate your a day in the life of Tony? Just every time Tony says something, and Tony says this looking at you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know whether you want to do that or not. The, the other part of the detail of that is your face. 
Uh, and then hearing your story, you know, that's pride. That's work. That's what I sense. That's what I hear. You know, there's a lot of work that came up to that moment. And there's a lot of pride, not only what you've accomplished, but what it means now to lead, you know, other people. At least that's what I see. That's a yeah. confident face. All right. Here's the next one. Okay. Okay. Last one. I promise I'm not going to put you, but I got to hide it from you. It's got to be revealed. Understood. Now, this is on your IG. Okay. okay. This is a photo from what I can only looks like a horrible, horrible place on top of the earth. Wow. Uh, but this story here is you with a group of friends or a group of people who, I mean, you tell us. This is yeah. a moment from the top of. You know, it's funny because you you chose two times in my life that I had to really dig deep to accomplish something that I didn't actually know in my head that I could do. One was the Marine Corps based on Paris Island and some of the challenging things that we had to do. And the second was climbing the tallest freestanding mountain in the world at the age of 55. And that's Mount Kilimanjaro. That's Mount Kilimanjaro. And yeah. I did so with the most incredible team on the planet. Big shout out to Chris Long, mm -hmm. former Philadelphia Eagles, son of Howie Long, yeah. founder of Water, Water Boys. Boys. Yeah. Founder of Water Boys, designed to raise money to bring to the attention the plight of the Tanzanian people. 10,000 kids a year die from lack of clean water. The most basic of... The most basic. You know, you just gave me a glass of water. Yeah, right. There are kids in Tanzania that have never seen clean water before, and 10,000 die every year. And Chris, through the goodness of his heart in 2013, him along with Doug Pitts, who is the brother Brad Pitts, decided that they wanted to do something about it. Mm. So they got some, a group of military veterans, and a group of NFL players. And since 2013, that combination has raised money to climb Mount Kilimanjaro to build wells right. for Tanzania. And if you go to the Waterboys YouTube page and take a look at seeing a kid for the first time seeing clean water, I if, that, if that doesn't touch your heart, I don't know what will. That's something that we take for granted. We and, take for I mean, the, on the most simplest of terms, we take that for granted. Beyond. That's right. So that was at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, I couldn't have done it without my teammates. I was the last one person to make it to summit. Wow. It was how, dead long, last. how long did it take yeah. you? We did it in four and a half days. Four and a half days. Twenty, almost close to twenty thousand feet. How many? So how many feet would you climb it? I imagine yeah, right. that the, the distances got shorter as the as the you know the higher Closer you got. To the top, yeah. yeah, so we got to fifteen thousand feet. Uh, at midnight, we started summit. We had to use this technique called switchback because uh -huh. oh, yeah. the mountain is too steep. So yep. you do switchback, and we got to about eighteen thousand feet. It was probably about maybe six thirty a.m. Seven, so that's seven hours of climbing, and then we still had another close to 2,000 feet to get to summit. What's and I, I got severe altitude sickness. Oh, you did? Oh, well, very much What so. is that like, just to give the listeners, is that just uh, getting head uh, headaches it's or sick, all, or what is All it? of the above. Is that right? All of the above. Man. Cause, it cause felt like was, you, you felt like you're getting hit by a Mack truck. Because there was guys that had to drop out, right? There was, you, you didn't, there wasn't there a couple guys that got taken down by stretchers? Um, or maybe not in your group, but... It, yeah, there there are times when when people don't make it. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, yes. I mean, they get to a certain point and and they don't make it. When you have to go down. When you're getting ready to train for it, in the back of your mind, was that an option ever? No, like, I, no, no. Okay, no. yeah, absolutely. Never yeah. an option. I I asked that, assuming that's the answer. Yeah, but never yeah. an option. Yeah. I mean, I had great trainers. Uh, 
Carissa over at uh, uh, I think it's One Time Fitness, or uh, and then I had a dietitian and I trained with a weight vest and an altitude mask for f four weeks. I, I, I'm I, sorry, I, four months, four not months. four weeks. Oh, that's right. No, I stand corrected. Yeah. Four months. So you and I had coffee, if you remember, about two weeks after you got back from this trip. We did. We did. And we did. Listen, man, I'm not saying you don't look good now. You always look sharp. <laughs> yeah. But, but that I, day you walked into the coffee shop. I know. I lost a lot of weight. Man, I listen, that's why I bought your coffee. I thought you were going to kick my ass. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I lost 20 pounds in that oh. whole process. I wish I could have kept it off, but. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I was pretty lean when I came off the mountain. Yeah, that's uh, training going up, and then the weight loss. My Fitbit had over sixty-two thousand steps in let in about a twenty-four hour period. Oh my! And that goodness. was going from fifteen thousand feet up to almost twenty, back down to below ten thousand feet. Mm. Uh, I you, what did you learn? Not just how to climb a mountain, but what else did you learn about yourself? That's a great question. That if you really, 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 really put your mind to something and you got great people around you, you can do it. Yeah. Because without Chris and, 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 and namely Steven Jackson, mm. my, my, my friend, my brother, Steven wouldn't leave me. And, and, you know, a lot of folks know him as former NFL star. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rams, Falcons, Hall Patriots, Famer? Hall of Famer, without yeah. question. Yeah, I was going to say. He'll yeah. put the yellow jacket yeah. oh, on. Yeah. He's 16th leading. He's the 16th ranked rusher in the history of the NFL. I mean, yeah. he passed <laughs> O.J. Simpson, Corey Dillon. Yeah. Um, and he passed John Riggins. Yeah. He came and spoke at Capital Scar. He did. And, I mean, I listened to it, <laughs> like, from, I think, your live feed. He did. Uh, he's got some great stories. He does. I mean, he there's does. There's passion there. But he was with me the entire way. Yeah. And he motivated me to get up to, to the top. You know, the great thing about that, Tony, is that you get to motivate people today. Everybody has a Mount Kilimanjaro. They're staring, Everybody. They're yes. staring down. There's people listening right now that everybody call your call whatever's in front of you, your Mount Kilimanjaro. And that's a great message. It's, oh, it you is. You can do it. Everybody caught into that point. I don't care what you do in life. Live long enough. You will face a mountain. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, you have to make a choice. Yeah. What are you going to do? We talked about it this morning, Colin and I, that there's something just on the other side of fear that is, is not, it's about learning. You learn sure. something, you get more proficient, you can gain a new skill, a new ability. You can learn that you're tougher than you thought or be really strong so that Colin gets scared of you at a coffee shop. Uh, <laughs> Never. You said, <laughs> you, Never. you said that moment though, you said, you said there's two things that had challenged you like that before. The first one you mentioned, cause we were talking about the Kilimanjaro was the Marine Corps. Yeah. What stood on the, what, what, that moment before you're going in, what was that fear? Was it the fear that you weren't going to be able to make it as a Marine or that you weren't going to be as good as you thought you wanted to or knew you could be? Well, I, I think there's not a person that if you join the Marine Corps, you know you're going to Paris Island. You've always heard all of these stories about Paris Island, about people that don't make it and about the sand fleas and people trying to escape from the island and mm -hmm. getting eaten by alligators. I mean, you hear all of this stuff and the drill instructor. And so, I mean, there is some level of fear and that is really underpinned by the way you, you, you actually enter the island. I mean, they take you on at midnight. You know, by the time you get to the island, it's like three in the morning. And you got these guys that jump on a bus and go crazy. And you, you have to 
Yeah. Jump off the bus and get on yellow footprints. I mean, it's, just look at the videos. Yeah. It's chaos. Well, and that's, but that's, that's, that's chaos. That the reason they do that is they want you so tired and still be able to think. They want you so tired that you're too whooped to be combative. That's it's, right. It's a new, but then they want you to start right away to think under pressure. Like that's, think under pressure. You know, that's right. Because they, they don't. what it's about. They, they team on you, don't they? They All do. Of a sudden, one guy will pick something out. Next thing you know, there's three of them yelling in your face how to fix it. And you're, you're so under pressure. You're like, ah. Yeah. That's yeah. the way it works. Yeah. Yeah, I, we have just a few more minutes, so I want to make sure we tie back to a few things. But I sure. Think, so you know, Old Green Plane. When I first, when Colin first came to me and goes, "Hey man, uh, come flying with me. Let's use this for amps our business." What is his you dad's know? plane? And, and the story That's the behind coolest thing to me. The man. story behind is why I really got in. Actually, I, I was know. in it the first time he got Didn't in you it. Here your in, father's book yes, or something in the plane. His, yeah. And his glasses. And his glasses. His wayfarers. Yep. Yeah. So from that. It's, Wow. I was I get chill <laughs> thinking about that. I still boy. do every time. Oh my god. It, it well we call, I mean we, the name of the plane we call is Butch and that's his father's nickname. Wow. That's his name really. So that's legacy man. Oh, I, I sense that every time. I say hi to Butch every time. But I mean what I was going to get at is like when he you know I was like, man, I don't want to get in that plane. I'm scared to death. Right. That's my Kilimanjaro. That's getting ready on Ellis Island. So what I want to transition to is is Colin mentioned it too. Everybody's got that. Sure. But let's just talk, let's focus it around an entrepreneur here in Nebraska, or someone who's not even an entrepreneur, they don't even, they don't even call themselves yet. They haven't updated their LinkedIn profile to say entrepreneur, but they have an idea. Okay. Give them the pitch, <laughs> director. Why Nebraska? What, what about uh, starting something new? Uh, tell them how to get past that point. What would you tell them? Maybe they're listening to this and want to start something new here in our great state. Well, what I would say is, I think first and foremost, it really centers around the people. Yeah. People here in the state of Nebraska are willing to support and help you more so than any place I've ever lived. Now, I have something to compare it to. I've lived in 14 different cities, 10 different states throughout my career. I would tell you without question, Nebraska's number one. Mm. I'd say number two is accessibility. And all of that is still related to people. Yes, without doubt. Resources. Resources. Yeah, yeah. But accessibility to people that have the ability to help you. Yeah, right. You know, people here that are very successful will mm -hmm. return your phone calls. Yeah. They'll have coffee with you. They will go out to lunch with you. Uh, in other cities, that's not the norm. Yeah. Number one, you can't get the phone number. <laughs> number two, if you do get the phone number and call, there's about 15 gatekeepers. Yeah. Number three, even if you get past the gatekeeper and get an appointment, the appointment is going to be canceled. Yeah. But here, that's not yeah. generally not the case here in the state of Nebraska. So people, hard work uh, is, is, is something that's associated with uh, Nebraskans. Uh, relationships, mm -hmm. kindness really does matter. Mm -hmm. People are, are kind to each other here. It's typically even competitors are not. It's not a cantankerous relationship even between competitors here. Mm -hmm. uh, competitors here in business, they go to church together, their kids play soccer together. I don't, you, you, I'm telling you. Familiarity, you know them. Yeah, you, know you typically them. don't see that in other places around yeah. the country. If I'm competing with you, then it's almost like you're my enemy. Yeah. Here, competitors are friends. Yeah. Yeah, and there's abundance mindset. People yeah, think there's an abundance mindset and accessibility. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the last thing I would say would be location. And we're in the middle of everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can get to each, either one of the coast in two and a half, three hours. Um, and so from a, from a, a logistic standpoint, lo Nebraska being right in the middle of the country is 
yeah. is really appealing when it comes to if you're doing anything around supply chain management, you're right here in the middle, so you can get to either coast. Yeah, that's awesome. Ah, did you have anything else? We gotta let him go. This man's got a schedule. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. This is a, this is a lot of fun, man. No, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't wait to get on the green plane. Well, no. you're a man yeah. with two phones. You're a man with you're a man that has his hand in so many things. So it's your calendar. We need to figure out your calendar when we can get up. We're, you know we're, we're going to do that right now. Yeah, yeah. When we wrap up, we'll, we'll look at our calendars. And, and then, you know, we, and then we have to roll the roulette wheel on, uh, on, on weather. The weather. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about you, about your mission? What do you, what do you have going on? Like, give, give a 30-second 30, 30 speech on Tony Goins. What do you want to tell us? You know, what I want to say is that Grow Nebraska is really important to me. This is a state that my family has been accepted, that we have been provided with opportunities to make great friends and great relationships and support the community. And in turn, we want to support the community. So growing Nebraska is really important. So what does that mean? That simply means that we have to look at expanding by bringing in great paying, paying jobs for our citizens, by looking at retaining the citizens that we have here and our young professionals. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at real partnerships between our colleges, universities, and the business community. If you have a business and you're a leader, you should be doing some level of an internship or uh, some level of, of bringing a college student along so that when they graduate, they have a job opportunity. There's no way that Chicago, Denver, uh, places, uh, Kansas City, Minnesota, should be stealing our young talent. We yep. have to cultivate a pipeline that allows us to uh, really grow this city and grow this state and make sure that we are viable 10, 15, 20 years from now. Uh, the third thing really centers around brand, brand recognition. Mm -hmm. You know, I had some friends that surprised me and flew in from Cleveland, Ohio, and he mentioned that he was at the TSA station and showed his license and TSA officer said, where are you going? He said, well, I'm going to Nebraska. And he said, the officer said, well, what are you going there for? <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're, yep. we're, we're tired of the jokes. Yeah. So brand recognition, we've got to do what's necessary. As you heard me say, we've got 1.92 million people in our marketing department. That's great. We got a hashtag Nebraska, hashtag bang the drum, <laughs> hashtag choose Nebraska. We are for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have to make sure that everyone understands our value proposition. Then we have to execute on plans that will help us from a technology standpoint. Because at the end of the day, you can't scale the state without technology. Right. So as you look across the state, there has to be some level of connectivity, internet, broadband, fiber optics. Mm -hmm. Our smaller communities need connectivity. When you have connectivity, you can do work from home. You can do so much when yeah. you have real connectivity across the state, and that will allow us to scale and grow the state. We've, have, we've got to execute on those plans in order to get that done. And last but not least, it has a center around leadership. Hmm. You can't grow and you can't create higher levels of influence if you don't have leadership. And what does that mean? That means a partnership or alignment between state, city, state government, city government, universities, business leaders, hospitals. Everybody's got to sing the same music. If I had to, if I had to guess where I could meet someone of influence in every sector 
that you just mentioned. Yes. Would there be a place in Lincoln that mixes a great cocktail that someone could <laughs> relax and enjoy a cigar and have these conversations with them? If there is, well, could you tell me where it is well, and tell me about I, it? I, I will tell you. It's a good idea, it's a good idea for a business. We should. 16th and Old Cheney. <laughs> it's called the Capital Cigar Lounge where friends enjoy friends. And I would say, uh, absolutely, yeah. you, you, you can come out and have those kind of conversations. You can solve the world's issues. You can help grow Nebraska. And oh, by the way, you can have a great cigar yeah, and a great cocktail Tony. and a lot of fun. Tony, man, thank you so much. Thank Your you time, guys. everything. Colin? Yeah, thank you very much, my man. And uh, I, don't, I don't know about you guys. I know you have one more meeting, but then I think it's time we, we head down and, and, and pour, some, pour some smoothness over the rocks and enjoy, That's right. enjoy a good toast to great friends and everything good. Thank you very much for your time, Tony. Colin, thank you. Craig, thank you both. Absolutely. Wasn't that a great episode? You listened the whole way. Now, be rewarded with more information. We want to talk about another one of our sponsors because, well, we have them and we love the help they give us and we wouldn't have them on as sponsors if we didn't actually think there was value for some of you, maybe you, maybe someone you know. So this, our last one on this episode of the Old Green Plane Podcast is from Flight Flicks. Flight Flicks. They basically put really badass sound equipment and mostly cameras all inside and outside of your plane so you can capture these amazing shots that I see so many of you getting. So if you're wondering what is FAA approved, because I can't imagine sifting through all that. And if you're wondering when it comes to uh, cameras and aircraft, how those FAA rules are going to maybe either make you not safe or safe. I don't really know. I'm not a pilot. But either way, if you have questions and you want to make your aviation video look that much better, Flight Flicks. Any application, any aircraft, their team consisting of IA mechanics, experienced pilots, and engineers work with you to find a solution. They really do. And it's great people all around. So ask about Flight Flicks and ask about their certified FAA friendly and safe solutions. Really, that book, those rules, FAA, don't mess around. Go to flightflix.net again that's flightflix f-l-i-x dot net and guess what you made it have a good day